do I do want to see this evidence of Tara being a wrestling fan. Tables, ladders, and chairs, 2016, I believe. And then we got it was because I I put a reference to a, a wrestler in Fallout 4, and he got us like the really these seats. Like it was in Dallas, and I sent him a text. I was like, "Hey, man, you know you can say no, don't worry about it." But Dallas is three hours away. We can make it on a Sunday. And uh, but you sent him a text like you're friends with this person. Yes, he oh. he texted after I put him in there. He got in touch with me. Oh. Like I'm friends with a WWE ref pretty much because I stay more in contact with him. But then like one of the top heel guys, which is funny because like his. He's always got some horror themed gimmick. Like right now, he wears like, he's got like two personas, and one of them has this like extremely scary mask. But like when you talk to him in person, he's like, "Hey man, how's it going?" It's good. He's like the the the, the nicest guy. Um, but uh, he it's Bray Wyatt for anybody who follows wrestling. Um, he bought me some tickets to a he got me tickets to a SmackDown taping. And then they had tables and ladders and chairs. And there was something going on where they were having trouble selling tickets. I didn't put this together. I just sent them a thing. I go, hey, man, I, I understand if the answer is no. Is there any way we could get tickets to tables, ladders, and chairs? And he's like, I, I'm not going to know until like an hour before it starts. And so I turned to Tara and I'm like, we're going to Dallas. But we might just be going to spend the night with my family. So, yeah. so we drive down there and about an hour before he's like, I get a text. He's like, hey, we're cool. You got tickets. I pick up my brother-in-law, who I'm convincing to go. He's like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go to wrestling. I'm like, dude, it's tables, ladders, and chairs. It's the one where they hit each other with chairs and throw each other through tables. Like, this is the one to go see if you're not a fan. And we get there, and we're like, and he's like, what are the seats going to be like? I'm like, I don't know. We had them last time. They're kind of up. They weren't that great, but, you know, whatever. They're free tickets. Yeah. We walk in. We're like, hi, can you tell us where these seats are? They're like, oh, yeah, you're in the fourth row, like, <laughs> on the floor. And these were the chairs that we actually s sat in. Oh, and so afterwards they go, here you go. These are your chairs. Now. They were like 200 some odd dollar tickets each, maybe more. Wow. And it was amazing. And it was, it was a whole lot. And he was the whole time like, this is the best. He's like, I'm like, oh, are you ready to watch wrestling now? He's like, no, I'm never going to pay for these tickets again. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that is um, <laughs> like my, my dad, when I was in high school in the Dallas stars, I mean, the Dallas stars are, you know, I have good years, but um, they were really good when I was in high school. That was like right after they won the Stanley Cup and everything. And my mm, dad's yeah, company yeah. would get tickets for like mm, 15 rows up behind the opposing team's bench. And so as a result, I basically like can only go to like hockey games um, where I have amazing tickets or another friend of mine had a friend of hers that season tickets that he didn't use and his ticket rep was always trying to get him to upgrade. So he would just give him free behind the glass tickets sometimes just to be mm -hmm. like, look what I can get you. Yeah. <laughs> so we would use those and I was like, I'm so spoiled. We had at Bethesda, we, I guess they had a couple different season tickets to things. And then, so all the time, like they weren't always entertaining um, people. So all the time we'd be like, Hey, first one to send these back, get these, these tickets. And I always missed them. And it was a joke we used to have because it was the, 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 CEO of the company would send them out and go, hello, whoever sends them back gets them. And then like two minutes later, we get an email like to everyone from this just said, please stop. And we always thought it was funny. But I got them once. I got, they were, uh, oh God, what, oh my God, I'm blanking. What's the DC team? Which one? Like The hockey team. The Capitals? Yes, so it was the Capitals tickets. And we got there and they were like four rows up from the yeah. ice. It was amazing. And the, 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 what was the other story I was going to tell? Do you remember the Arena Football League team we had? In Dallas? In Dallas, the Desperados? Yes. I, I don't know if you were still in if it was, you were still in high school or if it was far enough in my college career that you were in college too. I, I don't remember. But we went, was. it was a bunch of us when we were at uh, SMU and I was like, I think we can get good tickets. Okay, we all just decided to pile in a car and go. And it was like... For it was like okay, how much are tickets? And we all had like twenty five bucks or something, like you know, like some whatever money we could scrounge together. We're like, okay, we'll sit in the way back. We had like fourth row seats. It was amazing. We were like, it was like, well, for fifteen dollars you could sit anywhere. For twenty five you could sit here. It was like, I think if we'd spent forty dollars, we would have been like front row in like Barca loungers. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like they, it was so like. 
um, luxury for people who aren't used to luxury. Like, hey, y'all want to come to the Arena Football League, sit in the front row, get a bark lounge or some of the Hooters girls, serve your wings every once in a while? They had Hooters girls. Like, everything that happened was sponsored. It was like, this first down, sponsored by... It's like, the, they didn't sponsor the first down. The team did it. It's not a thing. They, like... Like, they had Hooters girls go on the thing and, like, hold up. Like It was like, it was, like a, it was so white trash. You know, it was great. You, you got to make that money. And speaking of making that money, Frasier faces a sponsorship issue in today's episode. So do you want to <laughs> go ahead and get started? Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together every once in a while. We talk about Frasier. Laurel here is the, uh, what are they called? In, what, are they, what was Percy in uh, Harry Potter? A prefect. A prefect. She's the prefect. Not even that. She's the the defense against the dark arts teacher. I am maybe a third year student. Oh, defense against the dark art teacher is bad. You're you're out of here next year. Yeah, I was gonna say defense, that means I'm short lived. Um, can I be something like I, I don't know, like transfiguration charms? Oh, can I be charms? I'm charms. What Professor, was uh, Professor Flitwick? What was, what was Trelawney's? She was divination. Oh man, I saw. It. Guys, I this, this is Harry Potter. For those who I don't think we've even said that. All he said was of course, Percy. We all know. <laughs> uh, I saw. I have to send you this stand-up who did a whole bit about how she was dating her husband, her now husband, and their first date was they went to a Harry Potter party, and she was dressed as Trelawney and he, he was dressed as uh, Hagrid, mm-hmm. and she sent the picture to her dad, and I went, I love it, and put it up and mar- and tagged her on Facebook. Uh huh. And she was like, you have to take that down. I don't, I don't want people like, this is, it looks ridiculous. You didn't say that I was at a Harry Potter party. Oh, oh and so it wasn't Halloween. So no. I don't know. I feel like now out of context, I see people in Harry Potter stuff and I'm like, yeah, it's July. Well, sure. Here's the thing. I don't know that necessarily it really looked like a hair. It looked like, mm. you know, it was handmade costume. But the whole point was she's like, dad, take it down. He's like, no, I don't want to. And she's like, you have to take it down. He goes, you can untag yourself, but I'm not taking it down. And then, like, the punchline is, have you ever had to report your father to uh, Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my father's not on Facebook, so no. Um, but... She's really funny. Her name's Elizabeth Mack. I just found her, if anybody cares. I think her name's Elizabeth Mack. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, God, something. Oh, I had to educate. I've had to educate, actually, more than one person in our generation that just because you are not on Facebook or you've removed a tag... The photo does not disappear from Facebook. Oof. Like, I went on a date with some guy who was like, yeah, I was like really proud that he had never been on Facebook, that he had never had a Facebook account um, or had one in college and then like deactivated and like it had been 10 years since he'd been on Facebook. And I was like, he, he was like, because I want to run for public office someday. So I think that's really going to help me. And I was like, well, I mean, it's almost worse because now you don't know what photos are up of you on Facebook. He was like, no, there aren't any photos of me because I'm not on it. And I was like, oh, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not how the <laughs> internet works. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he looked rather stricken when I kind of explained to him that people could be posting photos of him and just, they wouldn't tag him, so he wouldn't know. Um, uh, Rachel Mack is the comedian's name. I think she's very funny. Um, anyway, wanna... we are talking about season five, episode 24, the grand finale of season five, called Sweet Dream. Was it that grand? <laughs> I'm just calling it the grand finale because it is the end of the season. Right. Also, um, side note, did you know that Frasier has 11 seasons and not 10? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I thought we talked about 10 seasons a lot. No, I, I no. you haven't seen the 11th is the okay. thing, right? Maybe, maybe I just kept thinking I hadn't seen the 10th. Okay, anyway, continue. Uh, Sweet Dreams. On, the, uh, on their Boom. way home... <laughs> right. On their way home, Frasier and Daphne join a protest outside a condemned bookstore. When the police start arresting the protesters, including Daphne, Frasier panics and leaves. This is true. Frasier in this one, this has been, the end of this season has been like, Frasier continues to be the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, I had some pretty tough words uh, for this whole idea. For, for, as soon as he started like running away, I was like, get, I, I was just screaming at the screen. Of course, I think Tara's starting to absolutely hate Frasier, so sometimes I'm trying not to like absorb her mm-hmm. emotions and just reflect them onto this podcast but honestly the fact that he just ran away what a piece of well yeah that that although i will say very true to the fraser that we have known for five seasons like somebody who doesn't want to make a fuss doesn't want to get himself into messy situations he can't get himself out of so i yeah i guess but i'm just more upset that he just totally bailed on dad oh i agree i agree but 
Um, um, I thought Niles's rage, um, or rage is probably a little strong, but I thought Niles's reaction was not really amplified so much by the fact that Niles is in love with Daphne. It was more just, I mean, like, Niles's reaction was yeah. appropriate. He was like, you left her? Well, like, they're best she's... friends now from that one episode, yes. so. <laughs> she's in <laughs> jail? <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. It wasn't like he just, like, bailed and she was put in an uncomfortable situation. She was arrested. Yes. And then he didn't, and then... I mean, I get Martin, like, like they can't have Frasier running around all these different places. They only have so many sets. And the, the fact that Martin, you know, has friends on the force should have made more sense for him to go get it. But it's, he's just at home going, I can't believe I did it. Well, get up and go get her, you turd. Like, do something. Yeah, I know. Like, maybe be making dinner for her when she gets back. Or no, something. it's all about him. It's so centralized. He's so egocentric that he's just like, oh, I don't know what to do, but sit here and fret. And then when she comes, I go, oh, Daphne, I'm so sorry. And I feel worst. terrible. And... I feel terrible. Peace. What a, what a, it just, these last few episodes, he has just been, he, he has, needs a big uptick in six, or I may just start like fast forwarding through the Niles scenes. That's the other um, thing. Niles has become the like, Niles at one point in the beginning of this of this show was like the magnified version of Frasier, mm-hmm. and now he's almost like the 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 good reflection. Like he's the one saying, "Well, you should do this." You know, he's sitting down more and kind of like being Frasier's psychologist more and mm-hmm. more. Whereas at first he was like, you know, I'm even more of a pansy than Frasier is. It's just. Uh... Well, and I think that, I, I wonder if, if this was intentional, because I feel like the writers on the show are very smart. If this is all uh, seeing, like, Niles kind of becoming his own person in light of his, like, final, finally splitting from Maris and, like, not being, not attaching his, like, self-worth and his identity, perhaps, to a marriage and really a complicated marriage that probably sucked up a lot of his emotional energy. Now he's perhaps a little bit more like self-aware a little bit more confident and i mean none of these changes are out of nowhere i don't know how like how much foresight was put into them as opposed to like just going okay this is the trajectory we're starting to mm-hmm. take and just take you're it saying I'm giving, I don't know. I'm giving the writers too much credit <laughs> um they're good writers and i'm sure but they're it's not like almost said lost and then i realized that was a terrible example for what i was about to say it's not like breaking bad or something where they sat down and like they're mm-hmm. like here's where they're going to be at each step i mm-hmm. think it's more of a where are we going mm-hmm. okay this seems to be the direction we're going and less of a like okay at this point niles will divorce i mean they probably wrote down like niles has a terrible marriage sometime he'll like there's here's a note we could do some other time yes and they've done a good job of go of looking at where they've been and, and going in that direction but like I said, for, for Niles, that direction has been like, Niles is the best. The show should be called Niles. And for Frasier, it's been like, ugh, Frasier's on that show, Frasier, I watched. I mean, I'm not going to say I wrote letters to the writers of Frasier asking for more Niles when I was a child, but it could... Did you? I know you're... I, I, I didn't, no. We, we read a... Didn't we read early on a letter from your mom? No. I didn't make that up. Your mom didn't write a letter to. No, she spoke to David Hyde Pierce once on That's the radio. What it was. On the radio. That's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, r- writing a letter, radio, those both might as well be the same thing. She <laughs> might as well have been like carving into a cuneiform tablet. <laughs> like, it's all so in the past. <laughs> uh, no, I've written, I can tell you why I've written, uh, I've, I've only written letters about a handful of shows. Um, one was Full House when I was about nine years old to complain about it being canceled. Um, yeah. <laughs> Two, which, you know, clearly my taste in TV really improved after that. Um, two was about the TV show Trophy Wife, which was on maybe seven or eight years ago. One season. It got canceled after one season. It was really good. I don't think I wrote a letter. I think I signed a oh, petition. It was a sitcom, Sitcom. Right? It had Michaela yeah, Watkins, yeah, yeah. Malin Ackerman, Patricia Clarkson, Bradley yes. Whitford. Um, a show that had a kind of a silly premise, but ended up being really good. Reminds me a lot of Cougar Town in that sense. Um, and then I also wrote about, uh, wrote to the USA Network about the TV show Playing House. Um, and they, they did renew it, so I felt vindicated. I wrote a letter to Troy Aikman asking him to marry my sister so I could get a pool. As, as, as I was telling that, I saw you taking a drink and I was like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listeners, I did just almost spit out my water. Um, um, my parents told me, I kept saying, when can we get a pool? I used to have like a fort in our backyard and had a slide. And I was like, we should get a pool mm-hmm. and then this little slide will go into the, mm-hmm. into the deep end. And they were like, tell you what, when your sister gets married, we can get a pool. 
Meaning, like, they wouldn't have to support her anymore. Oh. This is also the 80s, so it wasn't like it was, you know, it wasn't like last year they were saying these things about <laughs> when we don't have to support your sister. Uh, I was, um, was going to say, well, let's hope because your sister's been also, married a lot longer than a year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I wrote a letter to Troy Aikman. <laughs> I don't even know if he was married at the time. I was about seven, so no, it must have you, been, no, like, 88. Oh, no, he wasn't. Or, no, no, no. He wasn't even playing for the Cowboys in the 88. No, yeah, so it must have been early 90s. So I must have been 13. This is starting to get weird. <laughs> um, no, he, he didn't get married until, I want to say, close to 2000. So I feel like he got married kind of... Well, maybe it was like... I, let me say, I vividly remember when they like announced like that he was getting married and everything. And so that must have been like late 90s, I think. He's since gotten yeah. divorced and married again. So, you know. Um, uh, do you want to get into this episode before we kind of talk about the season as a whole? Yes, you, well, I mean, we've been getting into it, I think, a little bit, at least our feelings with wow. how much Frasier shucks. 1989, okay, so I would have been nine, I think, when I, nine or ten when I wrote him to him. So I feel a little bit better about that. I think it was before the Super Bowl win, but yes, okay. Uh, I mean, which one? There were three. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Suck at Tara and the Eagles. Um, so... But see, that was a problem. During my formative years, I thought that, that, like, my team just always won Super Bowls. So I really took those three for granted. <laughs> did Did you also, as you left Dallas, realize that not everyone loved the Cowboys? Like, I didn't realize that till like, the nicest dude at Bethesda was like, you're a Cowboys fan? And started, like, yelling at me. And I was like, Rick, I don't, why are you being mean to me? He's so, like, no one likes the Cowboys. No, because when I moved away from Dallas, I moved to Washington, D.C., which I swear has the second highest population of Cowboys fans. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, 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 it does. No, so usually what would happen, especially when I, when I had my Texas driver's license for a while after I moved, bouncers at clubs would be, and bars would be like, oh, Dallas, Cowboys fan. And nine times out of ten, you know, I, I would usually be like, I'm not not a Cowboys fan, but I don't really follow pro football. And they would be like, oh, man. when And then they would talk about some play that yeah. was, like, amazing. And I was like, oh, okay. My aunt gave me um, – it's actually a really good stocking cap. She gave me a stocking cap for Christmas with a Cowboy star on it. And it's, like, a really warm – fits my head really well. And I wear it around, especially when I got Leo. I was always wearing it on walks with him. So many people would stop and be like, yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. No. And I forget I had it on and be like, uh-huh. <laughs> what was I going to talk about with this episode? Oh, I have a note here that is – probably the my favorite thing about this episode well, i hope it's the same thing i have a note about is it when are bulldog and gill hanging out together oh no but it is about gill <laughs> um, I, just, I i love the whole idea it's like when we're hanging out together i'm like this ne this either never happens or it happens all the time no it never like, it definitely I, never happens i mean the thing is i can't believe that they were so like radio personalities reading commercials i was like this has gone on for like 30 years. I know at this point we're in 1998, but I was like, this was still very much a thing. <laughs> right. Well, it's still a thing now. I mean, they do it all the time when I listen to the, when I used to listen to the, uh, to the ticket. Uh, well, yeah, no, they still, they still do. I listen to the, That's... not that I've driven my car a lot lately, but I, uh, yeah, I, I do hear, yeah, they're always doing like commercials for local stuff. And actually when I go back to Dallas, I do like to listen to my Dallas stations and yeah. the 106.1 Kiss FM people are always doing commercials. So that was one that I did. Just the idea, I, and, and to me, I almost wanted to watch that sitcom where it's like Gil and Bulldog <laughs> have to move in together, and it's like the Odd Couple. Um, I don't know if there's a whole season of that. Th like, there's definitely not that could but work, but there should definitely be an episode. A bottle episode. Like, yes. Um, so they are doing. They have a new sponsor, Happy Dreams Tea, which, by the way, now a lot of podcasts I listen to do commercials for Yogi Tea, which has like throat coat, and they have like all of these. They have like a you know sleepy time vanilla and so they have all these different things so i was like oh yeah happy dreams tea sure yeah that sounds great <laughs> um we got the mention of tootie the story lady who i've never heard of before but i really liked it i liked her her like <laughs> her it was good enough because when she showed up at the end and she was like i heard all these stories about him, how he's a big like she started telling a story <laughs> about eyes him. as like, cold as bit. winter <laughs> yes that was that was a good bit um I the other note I have I watched this so I watched this a few days ago and I'm having a hard time remembering a lot of the connective tissue. Um, the other note I have on here that I think was probably my favorite part was Mahalo Valhalla, <laughs> the <laughs> Polynesian uh, Scandinavian <laughs> Scandinavian rest, uh, fusion restaurant. Their coconut herring is amazing. <laughs> I also like Fraser's ordering a pizza and he's like, 
He's like, what, well, what do I want on the pizza? Just a second as Martin walks back in after yes. here's where he's going. Um, I also... Here's the thing. I would go to Mahalo Valhalla 100%. See, the, the funny thing is, I feel like this was probably back when it was like, ha ha, fusion. And now it's like, yeah. oh no, like every restaurant's a fusion restaurant. And a right. lot of them are crazy but good, so... You've had cilantro since you've been out here, right? I've had it once. Ooh, I love it. They have it's it's on our lunch drop sometimes at work, and I like their rice bowls. It's like, what is the fusion? It's it's uh, Mexican Vietnamese. No Mexican Mexican Vietnamese. I think no, not Vietnamese. Mexican Korean. Mm. It's very good. So they have like a rice bowl that has like uh, black beans and 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 then kimchi and all that stuff in it. It's so, yeah. So I, good. I feel like. Mexican and like kind of Latin cuisine goes really well with a lot of Asian cuisines, like uh, the peach tortilla. Do y'all ever eat at the peach tortilla? Yes, we've eaten the peach. We we ate at the peach tortilla twice, like one day after the other once, because we had two friends in town, and we were like, "Do you want to go to the peach tortilla?" We really liked it. And the next guy we goes, he goes, "Hey, where do you guys want to meet?" We're like, "Have you been to the peach <laughs> tortilla?" Like, and we just went back. And that we were like hoping our waitress was there because like she just gave us a free dessert. She's like, "Here you go, you guys are nice." We're like, oh, "Okay." It was very great, but then it wasn't the same person. But it was still good. It was just funny. We're like, "We were here last night." I think we've been there three times with people. There's a thing where that was like our go-to. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I've ordered from them during this time. Um, but anyway, I liked Mahalo Valhalla. Do we have any Scandinavian restaurants around here? Has anybody been to a Scandinavian restaurant? Not in Scandinavia? I know. I was about to say, I feel like last time I had Scandinavian food, I was in Iceland. So I was about to say, yeah. So if you know of a Scandinavian restaurant, specifically if you know of a Scandinavian restaurant in Austin, shoot us an email. Yeah, craniacs at gmail.com. Uh, I, I also got a hearty chuckle out of Gil wearing an anklet. <laughs> When they go through the yes. metal detector and, <laughs> and they're like, I didn't need to know the Gil wore an anklet. I just like that Gil just kind of looked at him like, yes, so. <laughs> What's your problem? Um, then I have a whole bunch of notes about how terrible Fraser is. I'm glad we could make this moment from Fraser as a oh, woe is me moment. Him, like what we were talking about oh, earlier, where he's Daphne at home going like, like oh. oh, I can't believe I left Daphne there. And then it turns around into kind of, so his whole thing is it's it's a bookstore that's going out of business, correct? Yes, like Hirsch and Sons, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's having... I've never heard of a protest that was, like, so adamant for a bookstore. Uh, yeah, well, maybe this is just a sign of, like, the late 90s. Now all of these types of things take place on the Fair internet. Enough. So... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you been to book people down here? Um, I, I've only ordered from them. It's a very fun little bookstore. Yeah, I'm, like I'm on their newsletter list, but I haven't, I haven't been in there. But now that we're, you know, now that... I'm ordering stuff from <laughs> now you're not anywhere yeah now, now that i'm you know know all how many fibers are in the carpet in here um well i don't know everything's opening up this weekend so why don't you go watch a movie and go to the mall and I, kill yourself i mean i i, I can't <laughs> alamo draft house isn't open so oh right, and, right. and that's where that's where i have my, my season pass um also i i do not feel comfortable yet re-emerging into society so oh my bit my job is not uh calling us back until june um, I was told to not expect to be in the office five days a week with all of my coworkers until 2021. Wow, that's nuts. That they think we might go in stages. It might be that each of us is in there two days a week and it's staggered and yeah. Yeah. Well, I know for a fact they said they're not going to have us until June and then they might have some people work later. So I figure I'm going to be on that list because I kind of made a big deal of like i might not come back when everyone else comes back plus it's like we can't have everyone in the office and maintain social distancing yeah i mean that's the thing is like i, I work in like a historic building and so it's just you're kind of we're, there's not a lot of changes we can do in terms of how like things are set up there so right we're like kind of hamstrung so right um daphne comes back after being arrested martin brings her in and just lets fraser have it and i wrote good for her like i was just so excited that she was just like I mean, they've always kind of tiptoed over or stepped over the, like, employee-employer line. Mm -hmm. But, like, her just being like, I can't believe you did that is, 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 I don't know, good for Daphne. Yeah, yeah. I was in a season where they're kind of making her, I felt like the end of the season they made her a little loopy. And this time she was like, no, I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, They, the next, uh, like, so the, the other half of the episode is now, like, Frazier's upset that he 
ran away and now he again it's about him it's the introspection on the episode isn't i can't believe i left i let a friend get arrested it becomes why am why am i so why am i such a coward why can't i stand up for anything anymore so that's when he stands up against the new station manager um played by i can't remember his name but he is very much a that guy yes i always know him as um i think his name is kenny or not that's his name in fraser sorry his name is it's something in heavyweights the show about fat camp that um, yes that's what i remember him yeah he's the guy who's uh who's like been a camper there and is now a counselor um yeah i also yes i also just love the movie heavyweights i've not watched it and easily like 10 or 15 years i need to rewatch it but um you know that's a judd apatow movie i did not but he wrote it you are leading me up to something i'm going to talk to you about okay we know that i've gotten super into office ladies and Mm -hmm. uh i now actually say their intro along with them i'm like we're the office ladies anyway uh so i love how proud she is of it they have talked to paul feig who's been like a writer Mm -hmm. and a director on um the office so I, I have Hulu, and it was like, oh, so, like the whole series of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the Melissa Joan Hart one is on here. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch a few episodes from like the first season. Because like this show, fun fact, it actually ages fairly well. Um, mm. So I was watching a few episodes, and in the credits, like the acting credits is Paul Feig. And I was like, wait, what? He plays, I don't know if you watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, in the first season, she has a, a very nerdy, skinny, beanpole science teacher named Mr. Poole. And, and he's Mr. He's Poole. Mr. Poole. And I was like, wait. What? I was like, I know Paul Feig more than just from Office Ladies. And I was like, did he direct Bridesmaids? He's directed Bridesmaids. He's directed yeah. The Heat. He, the new Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, I didn't know about the new Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think he directed, um, oh my God, what is that Melissa McCarthy movie where she's a spy? Is it just called Spy, maybe? Spy. Which, um, yeah, I think that one's really funny. Oh, I, it is so funny. Like, I was like. I haven't seen The Heat. That's the one I really want to see. Oh, I, I, the heat, the heat is also really good. Um, yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, Paul Feig, and then he showed up in an acting role in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, just like a small part in one episode. I was like, Paul Feig, what a life you're living! <laughs> so, they, well, because he talks about in that Office Ladies episode about doing stand up and stuff. Like yeah, that. so he's he's a bit of a performer. So it's funny because I definitely thought that he maybe like I don't know they like wrote him out of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like like maybe they were like, hey, you're not really fitting here. Like we're writing your character out now. I'm like, oh, I bet he actually wanted to leave. Was like, I've actually got bigger <laughs> things going on. I'm gonna go be a a director of you know just million millions and millions of movies and anyway right it's just very that that was very much a like you know kind of that guy moment for me so fraser goes up against kenny his new person who wants him to read these these uh sleepy time things and he decides this is where he's going to draw a line to the sand Mm -hmm. and then the part i found that i found funny was when uh kenny does the whole like oh what a he he goes and tries to stand up for Frasier and he's like, Oh, what a he he gets fired and then he's like, What a what a day for my you know, like, oh what a what a crazy coincidence. My wife also got fired and she's pregnant and he goes he's like, Oh, we're having twins and he's like <laughs> He's so... like, This will give me time to work on the nursery in our new house, we're expecting <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, Ugh I, I, I usually I, I, I don't know. I found I always talk about uncomfortable comedy not being funny to me. I found this really funny because mostly because it was sticking it to Frasier, mm-hmm. like do something you idiot just read the copy and then he like brings everyone in to that to another that guy i don't know if you know the station owner uh miguel uh, sandoval yes i i he's been in a few things but i remember him as the guy who when he he takes Gennaro, he he's they're in the amber mine in uh jurassic the beginning park? of jurassic park yes and i've watched jurassic park a million times and he holds up the, he holds up the amber with the mosquito in it let me I watched the hell out of Jurassic Park, so that's part of it. So, that's not... I mean, I I believe you in that, but that's not what I, like... He's... Also, his picture on uh, IMDb is amazing, because he's older, and he has no shirt, and he has a huge chest tattoo. Yes, I see that right now. Okay, he was in Clear and Present Danger, which I haven't seen, Sharp Objects. Um, Wow, wow, he's had a very long career. Let's just um, scroll through here a little bit. (laughs) Well, while you're looking that up, so Frazier goes in and oh, he was in Medium. I watched. I, I've. I've, I've you remember him? Well, I've seen. I've seen a lot of Medium. My parents watched it a lot. 
keep going. That's all. That's on with Patricia Arquette. Yes, Academy Award winner Patricia Arquette. Yes. Um. So he takes him in, and he's like giving. He's like appealing to his better nature, and you have to go with your gut, and regardless, you know, make a stand. And the the owner decides to go. Oh well, that's a great idea. I've always wanted to do Latino music, and so he's like going to go in there and change the whole format of the show. No more talk. And I go, oh, okay. Well, how are they going to resolve this one? That's the end of the episode. Is like Frazier is out of a job. Mm-hmm. Like this is one. I feel like as much as I didn't like this episode, this is one of the first ones where it's like, what's going to happen next? I know. Season? I know. And then. And then I have a note at the very end uh, that says Latino toss salad, which you realize what they were playing as he like in the cold closing was toss salad and scrambled eggs. Oh, I didn't. But like a Latino version. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I, I didn't notice that. I was too busy I, noting the fact that they didn't do a thanks for calling. Oh, they didn't, did no. they? I, I have a whole, and we, I have a whole spiel about that. When we talk and about we did have a caller. We did have a caller this season or this episode. Um. Oh. The guy who was calling and saying, I think my wife's having an oh, affair yeah. because I didn't even... she's not interested sexually in me. To which my response was, maybe you just suck, dude. Mm. <laughs> um, like, immediately he's putting it on the woman. She's like, she's having an affair and that's why she's not interested. Maybe you're not very good in bed, yo. <laughs> like, come on. Or like, are, are, are you helping out around the house? Are, is your wife like yeah. super stressed about like a lot of things maybe? and Maybe you're a piece of garbage and then she doesn't want to have sex with you after you've been a piece of garbage all day. Hmm. <laughs> of course, Frazier's like, no, it's got to be her fault. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway, um, so who, wait, who was the guest caller? John McEnroe, the tennis, oh, the tennis yeah. player. Which is weird because I'm like, I recognize his voice. And I feel like I've seen John McEnroe as a guest in so many yes. things. Yes, fun fact. He that is I'm like, the, apparently the like narrator of the new Mindy Kaling series on Netflix, Never Have I Ever, which is apparently great. And he's apparently mm. really good as the narrator, so. Um, do you want to go ahead and rate this one or do you got any LOLs No, I don't have any LOLs. Let's go ahead and rate it. Um, I don't know. It's I, I, liked, I really liked the... Uh, I really liked, like I said, how the ending like actually puts us in a place that's not just like, see you next season on Frasier. It's like makes you go, oh, what's going to happen next season on Frasier? Uh, so it was a little bit better because I like coming to jokes. I'm going to give it like a six. And the first thing that comes to mind is like your boxes you hold when you're like packing up your desk, your cardboard boxes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because I feel like Kenny did it and then Frasier did it. It was showing everyone packing up their boxes. Yes. And Frazier... I normally think I'd give it a five or even maybe a four because it was so just meh and parts of it made me angry. I don't know. Maybe a five. Let's do five boxes. We'll put it there. Um, I would give it five anklets. Anklets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fine. It was an okay ending. This season had just... It felt like it really petered out at the end for me. Uh, I mean, I think we definitely had a... The end of the season had episodes that I found that I remember very fondly and find very endearing and that you did not agree with me on and then also Frasier mm-hmm. ended up not really you know coming off very very good that's the thing is I felt like yeah there were some good episodes near the end but like Frasier was the thing that kept me from really enjoying them yeah yeah and this is also the season that starts with him taking a picture of a woman he's sleeping with while he's asleep that's the um, I'm looking back through that's the that's the image I see on imaginary friend. Yes. Um, so I have a I did, did a little deep dive um, into like this season writ large. Um, this season has the only episode that has anything filmed in Seattle. That was the fifth episode, which is I believe like the Fraser Crane Day episode. Um, and oh, the the oh, go ahead. the one where they go they're actually at Pike's Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 1000 show. Yes. yes. Yeah, so that's it's the that only time sense. in the whole series they're ever they ever film anything in Seattle. Um Bulldog, the guy who plays Bulldog, um is uh, actually listed as being in the main cast. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like this is a very Bulldog light season except light season. Except yeah. for that like the episode about him pretending like he saved Roz from being shot. Mm-hmm. Um we had a series low seven guest callers to give you an idea as to how many we've had in the past season one we had 33 season two we had 18 season three 26 last season a big drop of four of 10 and this season seven so i and i don't recall moving forward if like suddenly we just don't really have guest callers anymore but 
Um, I think that, I don't know, maybe they just decided that was no longer how they wanted to. They're also probably running out of like, I mean, it's more gaggy. I think they're moving on to stuff happening in Frasier's life true. and less of what's happening in the studio. So. Well, that's kind of what I was going to say is maybe they're not relying on the guest callers to provide the plot points anymore. Because some, sometimes like mm. the guest callers end up being like something that spurs a plot point or the callers themselves end up becoming part of the plot. So, um, but this did win, I believe, for the um, perhaps fifth time best comedy at the Emmys. Uh, this is about when I remember, like, it just being like, I just vaguely remember, like, oh, Frasier wins the best comedy every year now. Yeah, and this is, I think, around the time I really started to pay attention to the Emmys, um, because I remember being, like, shocked that it kept winning all these awards. Like, other people like this show, too. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this, and it did, yeah, it, it won every year. Um, so, uh, but also, after after a bit of a break, Kelsey Grammer and... Uh, David Hyde Pierce won for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. They hadn't won since 1996. In this season? Mm-hmm. Okay. Frasier won. Kelsey Grammer won for the first episode, Frasier's Imaginary Friend. Best Garbage Person. Uh, David Hyde Pierce won for The Marist Counselor and First Date. Oh, those were both very mm-hmm. good Niles episodes. Very well deserved. Uh, and Jane Leaves was actually nominated for the first time um, as supporting actress for Where Every Bloke Knows Your Name and First Date. Um, it was also got a nominee. It did not win, but a nomination for Outstanding Writing for The Ski Lodge, which you and I both don't understand why that's like everyone's favorite Frasier episode. And also got uh, a nomination for Patti LuPone for Best Guest Actress for Beware of Greeks. Mm. And we all know, we all know how much I love that particular. For the most over the top depiction. Am I right? I just feel like maybe I, I, in some cases in this season, I took it a little bit. I looked at at it through too much of a modern lens. Yes. I mean, we all have that. We all have that problem sometimes, (laughs) but, um, but do you want to talk about what, what your favorite episodes from this season were? You know, looking back, I'm not 100% sure. I, It's it's funny because... I, oh, I liked Voyage of the Damned. Oh, yes. Uh, I, here's the thing. I don't, some of them I don't even remember... <clears throat> excuse me. Some of them I don't even remember if I liked the episode or if I just liked our, our, our episode. Because yes. that was one of my favorites was just talking about cruises. Yes. Sequins and feathers. My, uh, my, my cruising group has... Um, a we have a now a a facetime happy hour every wednesday during this time and we choose a different theme every week we've done like um funny hats america um and this past week i picked the theme and i picked sequins and feathers um and clark won by wearing this like big feathery collar and a sequin top hat i mean that that tracks yeah his um his roommate is uh does drag so he has like a whole costume like closet basically (laughs) Did I tell you when we went to go see Elton John in Dallas and I wore like a feather bow and big glasses and, uh, and I was trying to explain to Tara, I'm like, yeah, this explains Dallas. She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, Dallas is the type of town where everyone will go see, of all ages, will go see an Elton John concert, but then they'll look at you really weird in the bathroom because you have a feather yes. bow on. I'm like, give me a break, guys. That is 100% on the nose yes. about Dallas. <laughs> Um, I like I like when and everyone like gave me a wide berth and I was like good lord like I'm like do you know who you're seeing yeah yeah um, that reminds me in DC my friend Mara lived right by um, 930 Club and we would she and her husband um, would do something they call concert roulette which is like you just see people going to 930 for a concert and you just don't even find out who it is you just go up and are like hi like how much are tickets and they would just like go see like so they saw some really random bands but once her husband was out of town she and i did concert roulette and it was a michael jackson cover band and so she and i she and i were like we like bought tickets about an hour before the concert starts so we're like oh my gosh yes so we went back to her apartment dressed in 80s attire and then went to the michael jackson cover band we were in the younger half of the audience by by a lot um it was so many like parents like our parents age there And nobody was dressed for the theme. <laughs> what if I would love it if you had gone all like eighties and it was like the Jackson Five cover band? And you're like, no. <laughs> I want to say that the band was called Beat It, and they do Michael Jackson covers. It was 
so much fun. I know we aren't really supposed to be listening to Michael Jackson music anymore. It was before the most recent documentary. I don't know. I still, some of the songs are jams. I don't know. It's fine. I don't know what to do. You can be a monster and an artist. (laughs) I thought you were talking about me. Like, you can be a monster and enjoy music, Laurel. (laughs) No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I mean, I don't listen to him anymore because now it's hard to detach that Mm. thoughts from that. But, like, that doesn't make his music less That's good true. unless it like revealed something about the okay, music thank which, you for making me feel better uh, not that i feel all that bad no, you, but... no i listen i and you know me i'll make you feel bad about a lot of things but this isn't one of it's them true. it's true <laughs> i really so i, I kind of want to talk about two different things one is um the like episodes that i didn't know if they would still hold up for me and they do which is beware of the greeks um and <laughs> what what i consider a vie Roz and the schnoz um God, it's oh you've really diminished the 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 integrity of vies in my mind by putting that one in there i, I just <laughs> cuz the word important implies to me <laughs> so maybe it's that you were thinking that VIEs, the word important means that it is important to the like plot of the series. And for Yes. Okay, no, for me it's like standout episodes. Okay. Then that then that helps explain. Yes. It. Um it, it should be like V V E E. Very entertaining. Okay. Episodes. Yeah, we, we, great. Let's add another acronym. We got VIEs, VEs, LOLs. Let's just keep keep it up. Um I'm trying to think if there are any other ones that really um that really like resonated with me and I feel like I I'm I'm scrolling back through here just to see if there's anything um and I I do really like um the Halloween episode where you find out Roz is pregnant yes that was a good one yeah um I'm going to go ahead and give uh, a new award to the best named episode of oh, the I know season. What it's and be. that, of course, is Frasier Gotta yep. Have It. Yep. What else you got before we move on to our let's, viewer let's mail? Let's move on to our viewer mail. I'd say writ large this season has some... Listener mail. Listener mail. God, look what you made me do. Um, <laughs> I'd say writ large this season has some of my favorite episodes. I think it's a solid season of Frasier. I'd say this is a fine season to jump in and like pick up an episode or two because it's kind of it's found its groove a little bit with some of the side characters um and yeah i would be more interested in like i think last season i think i liked more if i was suggesting a season to someone i think you're fine jumping into this one but i would usually suggest i think a little bit earlier the first seasons are pretty standard sitcoms and i think you're right they're starting to hit their groove but this one again maybe the groove they're getting into is fraser sucks and i don't know how i feel about that going forward I don't know that that's, um, you know, a groove that we're going to maintain. So, Mm -hmm. but again, honestly, Frasier, the character sucks, not the show. I typically enjoy episodes. I just go, oh, Frasier's in this scene again. Some of the later seasons, though, just honestly, like, run together for me. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know what comes up in in season six. Like, I, I'd have to look at, I'm going to look at the episode guide to, like, remind myself, like, where we are in terms of what happens so anyway and i I feel like as especially as we move forward we're going to be remembering gags more than we're going to be remembering episodes or like and and i think the episodes that are sticking out your minds are ones that are like big gag like they're at the ski lodge the people have two noses two noses the people have big noses in there like that's the you know what i'm saying like those are the episodes that stick out not the ones that like are a couple different scenes and then in those things you just remember the gags yes i mean they definitely rely on some like slapsticky kind of things this season but um i i don't know that the people with the noses it's not even so much the people with the noses it's just <laughs> it's not the people it's just everybody's reaction and it's just like constantly watching people break is just i'm sorry i i wasn't trying to like get you on the defense about stop that stop making me like, feel just... bad about Roz and the schnoz <laughs> i won't make you feel bad about loving uh michael jackson however <laughs> i will make you feel bad about that episode um so we have some viewer mail we've had some viewer mail for a long time and you know we've been very busy with a lot of things to do so it's hard to (laughs) you know we've been out and about so it's hard to remember we have viewer mail i'm just kidding because we're stuck inside forever and ever time has no meaning but uh i now have our email on my phone so that makes it a a little easier for me to notice if we have viewer mail but b 
I have had these two emails sitting as unread on the phone, so I would remember to read them a thing for a while now. So uh, this is a little bit also of a celebration of me being able to clear out my phone because I'm weirdly uh, anal retentive. Like oh, no, that. I, I can't right. have any notifications on my phone. All right. So first one is, of course, from, from uh, uh, a VIE uh, listener, <laughs> Uncle Gary. Hello, Craniacs. Firstly, what I loved about last session. When Ryan talked about the fortified wines, Laurel immediately said, perhaps it was a cordial. As a wine taster and general alcohol sommelier, I am always so excited by Laurel's ability to speak about adult beverages. I also loved that while doing the ratings, Ryan put the episode on notice. Made me laugh because it made sense to me. Which one was this? When is the email dated? Oh, in March. Okay, well, like, Mar- March what? I, we could probably figure this March out. March 17th. Okay, so we can, you know what? Through the magic of, like, having my phone here, we can figure out what episode he was probably referring to. Finally, you talked about taking the show on the road. We would love to host an episode in our living room since Joe lives close by. He and I are good friends. I mean, we haven't met yet, but I'm sure we would get on well. That sounds... Uncle uh, Gary. So I think he's talking about the episode, uh, Session 62, Pour One Out for Sherry. Where we talk about... Uh, oh, I must have put it on notice to see if Sherry came back or something. Um, I remember putting it on notice. Sometimes I put episodes on notice. I feel like I put first date on notice. Like, this oh, kid has to be the last one. Wait, do I do I not know what putting something on notice means? Uh, I think to me it's like, I'm. this is my rating now. Like, first, like, I, it's like, if this character oh, comes back... Oh, got it. First date, I kind of put it on notice because I said, this is the last time I'm going to allow you to do right. this Daphne and, and Niles BS. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Got it. So we have a second viewer mail from someone who hasn't written <gasps> before. Hi, Laurel. Hey, sorry. Hey, Laurel and Ryan. Just want to say that your ramble chats are keeping me going during these pretty rough times. Love the stuff about dating, pets, wrestling, Game of Thrones, berets, which must only be described as jaunty. And of course, DC Nightlife. Shout out to Larry's, where I flaunt my British accent where whenever I visit. Do you know Larry's and what? Larry's? Oh yeah, Larry's in DC, Larry's Lounge. Yes. Yeah. So this is someone from DC. Oh, and the Fraser stuff is pretty good too. Smiley face emoticon. Love the show. Stay safe and wash your hands. Hussein. And then he says it's pronounced the same as uh, Obama's middle name. Oh man, remember uh, him? <laughs> hey, he is a. Um long time twitter follower of ours yeah so well probably this was from uh march 26 so sorry it took me so long to get to it hussein but thanks so much yeah what a nice email too we will continue to talk about all of the things um and you know what i I need to really when we do a live show i will wear a jaunty beret (laughs) um I'm not going to commit to anything. I was just about to think of something funny to wear. Then I'm like, this is a terrible idea. I think you idea. need to wear like a, a dressing gown or a smoking jacket. <laughs> so I have when my, one of the things my, my grandfather, when he passed, gave me was he had his like bathrobe. <laughs> he gave it to like, he, he had a big thing. My mom's like, you don't have a bathrobe, do you? And I'm like, no. Cause in my mind, I'm like, because I just walk from the bathroom to the, like, I don't walk around with a bathroom. But now I have his bathroom. I wouldn't call it jaunty or even Fraser ass. Well, yeah, but... so that's the thing is a dressing gown is not a bathrobe. A dressing gown is like, right. like, I feel like a bathrobe is what you put on when you could still be like, you know, wet from the shower. Dressing yes. gown is like, no, no, what you, what you put on after you have bathed, but you are surveying your very large closet and your lady's maid is about to come in and do your hair. My lady's maid? <laughs> Where would I where would I go to to purchase a It's oh, a great point. Gown? I feel like Brooks Brothers probably. <laughs> uh, that was that was exactly what Although, I was going to say. I don't know if Brooks, Brooks Brothers does like pajamas and like, you know, loungewear. So but I would say um like a Joseph A Banks maybe. No, that's just suits. Um I mean Nord, Nordstrom is my answer for everything cuz Nordstrom has everything. Um Eddie <laughs> Bauer probably. Jake Oh, I bet Jake Crew has one like in the winter I bet they sell like a they probably just call it a robe but a dressing gown. Eddie Bauer? I well, I say know. I say Eddie Bauer now that I think about it probably not. Nordstrom is just my answer for everything. I think you're probably you're probably right. I mean and hey guys, it's if you're living in Texas, Nordstrom's open. So get out, don't wear a mask, don't worry about it. Just get out there and get your dressing gowns Says as soon the as person possible. with the, you know, immune Compromised, immune, immunity. compromised immune system. 
Thank you guys so much for the uh, listener mail. We really appreciate it. And I swear this time we're going to be a lot better about it since, like I said, it's on my phone. So it's literally annoying me if you send me something and I'll, I, I, we will get to it. And ASAP. we need to, we need to annoy to Ryan more, guys. So send a lot of mail. Oh, that's that's definitely should be your... In these times of struggle, if any of you are losing your sanity, you should try and annoy me with, mm-hmm. viewer, with listener mail. Um <laughs> We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Search for craniacs of uh, Fraser podcast. I almost said a Facebook podcast. I can't think of a podcast I'd like to listen to less. Uh, we are on Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. Please, please, please give us a five-star review. That really helps our numbers. Um, it also makes us just feel better about I, I, ourselves. I We've validation. been doing this for a long I need time. validation from strangers. Yes. So. Oh, Oh, I, I, I don't want to, you know, assume with Laurel, but I just live on validation. I feel like I could get it. If I was out of food and water, I could get an extra day if someone just told me I was doing okay. Hey, um, Ryan, so, so this a five. you're st- doing okay. Have I told you the validation story with the parking in, in D.C.? Where so I went up to the guy and go, hey, can I get validation uh-huh. for parking? He goes, you're doing great. Okay, I feel like I've heard that story before. I didn't, I don't recall hearing it from you, though, so... Oh, I think about that guy. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's uh, something that that guy pulled from like a TV show or something. I feel like it might be. (laughs) Whatever it was, it was, I think about that guy every every two weeks (laughs) for the rest of my life. I always think about him. Just writing something and looking up at me going, you're doing great. And I was like, thank you. Great. (laughs) Anyway, um, so give us that validation. But if you feel like giving us less than five stars of validation... Laurel has an, uh, uh, another option you might want to take. Uh, I'm actually just going to go ahead and recommend something that I have not seen yet, but it's something that I'm very excited about seeing. And I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it is um, Never Have I Ever, the Mindy Kaling show on Netflix. A, I think we should all watch it because Mindy Kaling is very talented. And if her shows continue mm-hmm. to be popular, she will continue to be able to make them. Um, also, I've just heard so many wonderful things about this. It's currently like number one in the world on Netflix. Like every every single country that Netflix has it is the number one show. Um, I haven't even heard of this. You know, maybe your Netflix algorithm needs a little tune up because Netflix was like, "Hey there, Laurel. We know you real well. Here you go." <laughs> yeah. So I'm just gonna say, guys, let's let's watch, let's support um, Mindy Kaling. Um, also, I mean, it's supposed to be very good. Uh, hopefully by the next time we chat, I'll be able to tell you if it actually is good because I plan on watching it. So yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. I know some of us are going back to a little bit closer the way things used to be. So make sure you're taking care of yourself and washing your hands. Uh, but until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye y'all. Bye y'all.